At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a Thursday night. That gentleman right there, drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How many years ago? 22 years ago? Mm, 2000? Yeah, May will be 23, actually. It's 99. No, it's 22. I don't know. 99. No, no, 99. 99. 99. Because it was a 98 too late. Yeah, 23 years ago, two weeks away from the NFL draft here in Las Vegas. A lot to get to. We are going to do a little exercise later in the show where Sean, as the general manager, will make his top 10 selections and me as the NFL draft better and reader of many mocks will do my draft. As There's a lot of them out there. As I think there are. uh, There's a website out there uh, that uh, aggregates all of them. And I think they <laughs> aggregated, and they included like fan mocks. It's like over 1,500 they included. So there's a whole lot of differing opinions out there. Make sure you're reading the right mock drafts. And uh, we'll get into a lot of NFL draft stuff here shortly. But uh, we've got Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work with guy. him. Yeah. yeah. He will join us uh, later on in this hour, 1045. Uh, he wrote an article yesterday that, that got me all warm and fuzzy which mm-hmm. was about the run of wide receivers likely going to happen in the first round. And we talked about that, gave it out on the show uh, to play over five and a half. And now the juice has skyrocketed. Doesn't mean anything until the day happens, but it's always a good sign. So Eric will join us. Uh, we'll talk some NBA hoops with our good friend, Beeson's own JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, coming up top of the next hour. We will have Eddie Brown. From San Diego, another NFL draft enthusiast. And then our guy from behind the counter, Chris Andrews, to get the latest uh, from the NBA, uh, everything that's going on. Chris Andrews will join us later on in the show. So, Sean, as always, what do you got flying today here? Let's see. We are having a little sauna type of evening. We have the Phillies. What what does that mean? Sweating. Oh, okay. Yes, we are sweating profusely. (laughs) Uh, we have the e, uh, Phillies, who are down one run. They do have a I will, uh, runner on first, no outs, top of the knife. My hand is risen. Yeah. I, I I said, don't do it. Don't play the Mar- Phillies. Now, they could come back. Yeah. They were down 3 nothing. Well, I they- know Sandy's a heck of a pitcher, but I will, you know, 
Hey, but that Marlins bullpen was worked a little bit too true. in the we're Angels series previously. In, so into the bullpen now, I so felt like we might be some tired arms. We might could get a couple runs late in the game, which is exactly what we need. Uh, I have the Minnesota Wild, who I think are up two one at the end of two versus the uh, Stars from Dallas. I have Avalanche tonight on the puck line. I have Canucks on the puck line, and I have uh, Dodgers on the run line. Okay. Uh, so, Dodgers and Reds coming up momentarily. Opening day mm-hmm. out in Los Angeles. I thought I saw uh, Abs were 0-0, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, end of the first in yeah. Colorado. Devils and Abs scoreless. So you have Abs, puck line. Yep. Canucks, puck line. Canucks, puck line. That's... Um, I don't think that started yet. No, it is uh, coming up. Man, you love fading the, the Coyotes. Coyotes are terrible, and all their guys <laughs> are hurt. Uh, then we have you said Dodgers you had, run line. Dodgers run line, and you've got Minnesota puck line? No, Minnesota straight. Okay. So Minnesota leads 2-1 to one yeah, right now over the, the Stars. Yeah, and we're hoping the Phillies can get something going here. we got a 2-0 count man on. Ball in play. Uh-oh, not a double play. Double play. Yeah, that wasn't. The ideal scenario for that situation. You need a, you need something here with two. Well, I need a miracle. That's not a miracle. All right, uh, Phillies and then, oh, Dodgers. Yeah. But I've I've had a good day. I had the over in the Maple Leafs today. That one flew over, never in doubt. <laughs> Maple Leafs got there by themselves. I had the over in the Bruins and I mean in the Brew and the Blues and Sabers. Can't talk. Uh, that flew over. I had. The Penguins on the puck line, that hit. I thought it was a revenge game. They just lost to the Islanders a couple uh, days ago. Now they were getting the Islanders at home. Jari was in goal. I think they won 6-3. Yeah, so it's been a good day. You'll take it, especially off your your little hit last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Puck Shadamas is hot right now, I'm just telling you. Woo! Again, no text message for those. Look, hold on. Maybe I missed it. I sent it to Mush. Did you get it? Mush. That's what I sent it to. No, you're the Mush. No, you're the Mush. I don't Mush anything. If I send you a a, puck, a hockey play, it always goes against me. <laughs> just you're a Mush. So, like, I don't send them. I just show them to you after the games have started. So that way. You can't come in here saying I'm hot. Oh, yes, I can. I'm red hot. Yes, I can. But then you don't tell our, our, our loyal fan base. I mean, I told them my favorite play for the NFL draft over five and a half receivers. That juice is now through the roof. Yeah. I talked you into that. Through the roof. Well, I confirmed what you, you probably confirms. were already leaning towards. You confirmed that. And that's that's yes. teamwork. Make the dream work. Oh, look like we got a double here. There we go. Oh, he stopped. Yes, yeah, good play. All right. So uh, we're going to get a little more into the NBA on the other side. But uh, we, no NBA tonight. The wild card round or the wild card round the uh, play-in tournament continues kind of like a wild card yeah a little bit yeah uh we have had four games four unders four favorites have won three of them have covered so does that trend continue tomorrow we've got cleveland hosting atlanta cleveland getting two got as high as three some buyback as I suspected last night. Now, this might be another situation like on, was it Wednesday night, Sean? I said, I don't want anything to do. No, Tuesday night. I don't want anything to do with uh, with the Timberwolves, but everybody seemed to be on the Clippers that night. They're done for the year, right? Clippers? T-Wolves. Yeah, they won the championship. Right. They, they, they've they conceded. They're oh. not going to play. Yeah, that's what I They're thought. not going to play in yeah, the, in they the playoffs. They had confetti. They're like, we're good. <laughs> Took the shirts off, threw them in the stands. Hey, man, when you... 
Uh, I believe I heard a stat that Minnesota, I believe, is it in their franchise's history? I believe they've won a playoff game. So, you know what? And they've only been to two playoff series or playoffs in the last 18 years. Yeah. You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm cool with it. They celebrate like that in baseball. By the way, oh, you got Minnesota. Yeah. Stars just tied it up. Uh, And then we've got Clippers in New Orleans. Clippers lay in four. Yeah, I'm not touching that game. I took the Pelicans. I'm on the, yeah. Pel- I'm on the Pels plus four. If I was going to play it, I would play the Pelicans. I just don't trust the Clippers, man. I don't either. They got too many rich guys. Well, they're all rich. They all play in the NBA. Yeah, but they're, they're just like, <laughs> they don't know how concerned they really are at winning and losing. Like, I, I at least want my rich guys to kind of be upset when they lose. Like, I don't get that feeling from the Clippers, like, demeanor and body mannerisms. It's and like, calm now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 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 we'll be okay next year. Kawhi will be back. I'm not cons- well, they did concerned have, they are with They this had year. that aura back in 2019-20. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. We're going to win the championships. Like, you haven't won anything as a franchise. And then, obviously, COVID hit and derailed everything, but they went to the bubble. They weren't mentally tough enough, and they didn't even get – they got upset in the second round. Like I say, a bunch of rich guys. So Don't really care. We'll see. Uh, but I like the Pels. I, I like the way this core is playing. Uh, I know the Spurs came back a little bit last night in the fourth quarter, but, you know, you looked at – McCollum played out of his mind. Brandon Ingram continues to play well. Um, you know, the Clippers are okay at home uh, against the spread. Let's see. They are 16-13 uh, and 13 ATS this year as a home favorite. So, decent numbers. Paul George being back in the lineup. Obviously, they lost to the T-Wolves, but uh, they've certainly looked better, been more successful with Paul George in that lineup. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Again, I'm not going to touch that game. You going to cheer for me? Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to take Pelicans money got, line or, or plus the points? I took four right now. I got you. We'll see. Maybe I could be talked into money line. Uh, I'm not going to be the one to do it. But Pelicans plus the four, that is one I'm rolling with. And then Hawks laying two on the road. Uh, the numbers for the Hawks on the road this year, Sean, 14 and 27 ATS as a road team. However, a little bit better as a road favorite, eight and nine ATS as a road favorite. Cavaliers 9-5-1 as a home dog this year against the spread. I think I want to take the under. Well, that's been the way to go in everything yeah. so far. Uh, like, I just look- don't like the Cavs offense. Like, I don't feel like they have a lot of like exceptional talent you know, because of the injuries. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I think they struggle to score. And... You know, if Atlanta doesn't have like a, a quarter and a half, like just disappearing act like Brooklyn did, you know, I don't see how it gets close to 223 and a half, but. Well, it, it's moved already. 
Um, These NBA games are amazing. None of them have looked like they were going to get to 200 at half, and they all have like well. <laughs> Especially the Atlanta, yes, uh, the Atlanta Charlotte, Charlotte game. game right. Oh my goodness, that was uh, the all-time sweat. Uh, once again, Gorgie Dang is getting uh, thank you notes from anyone who took the under. But then, like Charlotte tried, like instead of making the layup, he did like a off the backboard, like. Oh no, that was before they called. They blew it dead. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like... That was the play before. I was like, oh, they're gonna get it, and then they blew it dead. They brought it back up, and ultimately, it was a little mellow block shot. But uh, back to your point about liking the under, uh, apparently you're not alone because it opened 225 and a half and it has moved down to 223 and a half as the total. And actually here at Circa, Sean, it's even lower at 222 and a half. So the money coming in early that is moving the line on the Cavaliers and the Hawks under. Once again, under so far in the play-in tournament, 4-0. and and favorites 4-0 as well, but 3-1 and against the spread. Does that continue? If so, it would mean the Hawks would move on and play the Miami Heat, and the Clippers would move on and play the Phoenix Suns. But trends are trends for a reason. Trends are meant to be broken. Exactly. So uh, we will keep our eyes on a handful of uh, hockey games here for Puckstradamus and a little baseball, a little Dodgers as well. Uh, I do want to head down to Nolens next. They got two picks in the first round, Sean. Okay. What are they going to do with those two picks? Are they going to get a quarterback? There's been some buzz coming out of uh, the Superdome there. And curious what uh, the new era of the Saints without Sean Payton, what that means. That's coming up next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Zen nicotine pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch under your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zinn is available in 10 varieties along uh, with two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction, six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, enjoy Zinn anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zinn. Visit Zinn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zinn nicotine pouches near you. Zinn nicotine pouches only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Tulane Green Wave great, John yes. King. I just like to throw that in there sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. I am Tim Murray. Uh, the Saints this year, Sean, new era, no Sean. Uh -huh. Dennis Allen takes over. The Saints, of course, play in that glorious arena Played a couple games. It's a beautiful, right? beautiful, beautiful. You won a lot of football games. We in the did. Superdome. It's great memories. I'm not going to call it like state of the art or brand new because <laughs> it is rather uh, antiquated in but, a lot of aspects. But I mean, a lot of you threw great a lot of touchdowns. There. Sporting events have happened in the New Orleans Superdome. There's no doubt about it. And actually, Sean, uh, we got someone on the line who actually saw you play a lot of those games. Okay, Coach, are you there? Yes. 
Hey, we thought we'd, we thought we'd surprise Sean. You know, we haven't had this gentleman on uh, yet. He's been on the network, uh, Coach. For some reason, you really wanted to call in today. Uh, we were texting back and forth. Um, so I, I, the floor is yours. Your former quarterback is sitting next to me. I, I know you have some uh, thoughts for him. I, I wanted to be the first to congratulate the man that catapulted my career. But I wanted to congratulate Sean until for his election into the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl, Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, he's in there with a great group of guys, but he was a great player himself. So uh, I was just in, over-enjoyed when they allowed me to tell you that you have been elected. Oh, that is unbelievable, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, Coach, it's so good to hear your voice. I mean, such a great time in my life, uh, in the life of everyone attached to Tulane and in the city of New Orleans. You know, I tell people, you know, the Saints weren't very good during our run at Tulane. So we were like, you know, kind of the, the, the thing that the city kind of revolved and gravitized and, and, and kind of made – People feel good. This is before they had an NBA team and, and a different thing. So, man, what an honor. You know, uh, hopefully I'll get all the particulars, and, and I definitely hope you can be there, you know, so that I can see. I'll tell you a funny story. I was down at uh, Dickie V's event down in Naples, and Dabo Sweeney was the uh, keynote speaker. And uh, I was talking to Dabo at Dickie V's house afterwards, and I was like, you know you kind of owe me some kickback. <laughs> And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, but he's, on, he's got he's got pl- he's got plenty to kick back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you doing? How's the family? How's everything going? It's so great to hear your voice. They're doing real good. I'm driving back from a speaking engagement up in Georgia. And they called me yesterday and said, I said, listen, I'll be through speaking about nine, so I'll be driving back and. Couldn't think of a better guy that I would like uh, inducted. And I tell you, when I looked at the list of inducted, uh, some of your uh, teammates on this uh, this uh, All Star uh, Sugar Sugar Bowl committee, All State Sugar Bowl committee, you're in there with some great players. But uh, you were a great player yourself. Yeah. Well, I could not have done it without you. I mean, you were a big part of it. You know, the way that uh, coach allowed us. You know, to kind of. You hear coaches say it all the time, you know, when you have a strong locker room, you have a strong chance to be really successful. And, you know, allowing us to kind of get the rest of the guys to to head all in the same direction. And then you having, you know, the humbleness, you know, to bring someone like a Rich Rich Rodriguez in and allow him to implement at that time something that was completely out of the ordinary from a system standpoint, from a scheme standpoint, you know, so you could deserve a lot of credit. Well, you know, Sean, there are some, you know, some guys like Hal Mummy that were doing some things offensively. A little bit later on, Mike Leach, Art Browse was doing some things in high school, had not yet gone to Baylor yet in, in Houston. But uh, I must say, as far as a a, uh, a a guy that was instrumental in a in a phase of college football that that took a different uh, a slant with a quarterback that could throw the ball that was uh, mobile. And uh, you just did some phenomenal things, but you were on the cutting edge of a of a slice of offensive college football that really changed changed the uh, game a little bit. 
Yeah, it did. And uh, I'm just glad that I was a part of it. A lot of great teammates. I had a lot of guys that bought in and did things the right way. And then you guys are great. You know, I go back. After I became a coach, I don't think I've ever told you this. I would go back and look at some of our practices. I would look at some of our game plans, how we attack certain things. Uh, you guys did such a great job of really putting defenses in a predicament, making them tackle in space, finding a way to get athletes that were elusive and evasive, the ball, you know, where it wasn't, you know, all inside of the box. So, I mean, hats off to you guys. And I really appreciate it. this is such an honor. I can't wait to call the wife and tell her we got a trip to New Orleans at some time. <laughs> well, well, you know, you were, a, you were a very intelligent player. And, of course, Tulane's a very challenging school academically. But I really thought it was important uh, to bring somebody like Rich Rodriguez in that could really expand your vocabulary <laughs> and teach you some of the finer arts of uh, just offensive motivation. Oh, man, Rich had this great saying to him. Uh, he, he would never give me any compliments. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was, I was the worst I know player. where you get it from he, now. He say, I say, well, are you going to ever tell me I did something good? He say, no, because as soon as I uh, scratch you on the back, you're going to dump in my hand. <laughs> Coach, I got I to gotta ask you, uh, and I appreciate you coming on. And by the way, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, Sean will have a plaque, an image inside the Superdome forever. Uh, some of those notable names we've shown, Marshall Falk, uh, Ed Reed, Archie Manning, Pistol Pete, Reggie Wayne, your old hoops coach, Perry Clark, just yeah, inducted right. a couple years ago. But coach, uh, I, I got to hear a funny story because we always like to rag on each other. You came in after Sean's sophomore season. Right, we were bad. So, what was your first interaction <laughs> with Sean uh, like when uh, when you took over in 1997? Uh, now, Sean might have remembered a different version, but this is this is the way that I remember it happened. First time head coach. Uh, I know I'm going to be challenged a little bit with some players, and, and given coming to the team and given my State of the Union uh, to the players about. Uh, how to behave and uh, what they represent and attending class and things of that nature. And I wasn't there about two or three days before the academic advisor, Patsy Selby, Sean probably remember her, came into my office, said, Sean King is not going to class. I've done everything I can. Can, uh, can you talk to him? I said, you get him in my office. So I brought him in my office and sat him down and uh, explained to Sean the the uh, transfer rules when I kick him off that he's going to have to sit out a year before he sit out a year before he went to somebody else. And uh, thank goodness I did not know how good you were because I would have never had that. I would have never had that conversation had I known that you were any good. Yeah, I was trying to uh, d discover crypto in, in my dorm room. <laughs> anymore after that but uh, ended up being a tremendous leader tremendous player but one of the great leaders of the team and to go undefeated a place like Tulane is very difficult to do like Sean said you, you surely got to have a good staff which we did but you've got to have really good players and uh, Sean was one of those guys ended up being a great leader and uh, my first uh, conversation with him wasn't one that uh, we probably neither one of us enjoyed but uh, he uh, he responded like a, like a leader should and and, and could. You know what I'm sitting here thinking, Coach? I wish we had NILs in the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs>
He might not be getting inducted <laughs> into the uh, New Orleans Hall of Fame if there was no if there was a transfer portal like it was. <laughs> then. <laughs> He would have been 50 miles up the road in Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is true. Uh, but hey, Coach, we appreciate you coming on and uh, and uh, breaking the news here to Sean about uh, getting in to the uh, All-State Sugar Bowl Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Great to hear from you, Coach. Uh, congr- Drive safe. Hey, congr- congratulations. Great honor. Very deserving. Thank you. You are the first member. Oh, good evening. Uh, there it is, uh, Tommy Bowden. That's my Sean, guy, man. That's, all, that's awesome. That's all right, guys. I appreciate that. That's awesome. You are the first member mm-hmm. of that undefeated 1998 Tulane team that will be inducted into the All-State Sugar Bowl Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer, ah. Sean King. He will be inducted later on in the month of July. And anytime you go to the Superdome now, there will be a plaque of this gentleman hanging there. It's the nightcap here on Peace. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We got the NFL draft coming up, and uh, we will have plenty of content for you. Matt Human's first mock draft is out. Of course, we've got former GM Michael Lombardi on staff. He'll be giving his analysis. The gentleman who sits to my left, former NFL quarterback. We've got a first-round pick and Mike Pritchard on staff as well. And the one and only Brent Musburger will have his NFL draft plays in our draft betting guide, which will be coming out shortly. Make sure to head over to the vcin.com slash spring now through May 1st. Only 19 bucks plus plenty of MLB action. So, Bring us back into a Hall of Famer. That's pretty neat, man. That's pretty neat. By the time something good happened to me on this show, besides <laughs> you guys tearing me down and berating me, oh, I, knew was, I knew there was some good in you. I did. Yeah, you know. So uh, if you missed the news, uh, pretty cool. Uh, the Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame, which is, uh, which is the All-State Sugar Bowls uh, Hall of Fame there. So in the Superdome. Once you're uh, once you're inducted later on this summer, you'll be uh, immortalized there. Anytime you go back to the Superdome, there you'll be. I wonder does it come with sweet tickets for all the events? Maybe. I don't know. you have to you have to work that out with your agent. I don't know. You got to work that out. Yeah. But uh, pretty cool. I was I was thrilled to uh, to put this together, and I appreciate Coach Bowden jumping on, uh, coming back from his speaking engagement to uh, to uh, to rag on you a little bit and to to go down memory lane. Six and zero in the Superdome that year. Yeah, and I have to update this, too, because, like, if there are kids that are watching this, I went to class, kids. Don't buy don't buy into the flim-flammery. I don't know if our show is I real. graduated Tulane with a 3.2. You don't get that by not going to class. Well, you said a couple weeks. You said you did go to class. Well, we didn't have a head coach, so I was going to go to class when we have a head coach. <laughs> well, once he came and told right. you to go to class, you went to class. He didn't realize even those classes I wasn't in, I was in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I always sign your name? Yeah, you know how you have a seat filler at, like, the Oscar, the Grammys? <laughs> you know, the superstar not going to get there on time. Like, you know, they come late. They have somebody. Were you a superstar your sophomore year? Well, in my mind, I was a superstar <laughs> in my freshman year of high school. But <laughs> I was going through some of the uh, record books. You still hold some records down at Tulane. Right? Yeah, so, so the record book at, at Tulane needs to have an asterisk on it. Because now bowl games count. Yeah, no, but here's what happened. So we set all those records, and we actually won, right? 
And then Tommy took the Clemson job. Yep. And Chris Selfo became the new head coach. And uh, Frank Selfo became the OC. And they threw the ball so much more than we did. I, I actually called Frank my rookie year to bust. Are you guys just trying to lose every game and just break all my records? Like, can I keep them for a couple years? So, I mean, if you go back and look at the attempts, I think that year we went undefeated. I think I had like 300 and some attempts. Like, Ramsey was in the 500s, like, every year. Oh, it got Ramsey a first-round pick? Facts. <laughs> it 30, did. 30, 32nd by, the, by Washington. Yeah. Uh, but you still hold, uh, I saw, you still have the touchdown record. Touchdown passes. Yeah, because we were winning. They just were throwing the ball every now. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't resulting in touchdowns or wins, but in yardage and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but that's okay. Records are meant to be broken. The right. one the one that we have not had anyone come close to, and I really wish they would break, is the 12-0. Yeah. Undefeated, 12-0. Liberty Bowl champs finished seventh in the AP poll. Yeah. I still don't understand how you were only 10th in the Heisman Trophy. To me, that's a travesty. Well, you got to think, Tim. You couldn't, first of all, cell phones were just coming, like, into the public consciousness. So it wasn't like people even had them yet, but they knew – they existed. Those are those plans where you can go to Sprint and for forty dollars you can get forty minutes, and you were like, "Oh, that's plenty." You know, like that—that that was the time you couldn't text from your cell phone. How did Dante? I still Dante Culpepper finish ahead of you. He was at UCF. Hey, listen, Dante was a baller. First of all, so were you. I know, but the sign of the times. Right now, when they vote for these awards, half the people that vote don't actually watch half of the guys that, that are up for the award. It's very regional. So, so a, a a voter in the Northeast very rarely sees Pac-12 games. A voter a voter on the West Coast doesn't really, you know, stay up and watch a whole lot of Big Ten football. So, back then, think it was even worse. Like you probably asked Tulane, Tulane, what is that? Who is that? <laughs> so, it was hard. It was hard to win those awards. But uh, I'm glad to see that uh, the team, because like I tell you, I'm right all the time That's true. on this show. I've been told when that. it comes to picking my winners. But it's not just me winning, it's us. It's the nightcap. It's Sean and Tim, Tim and Sean. So even though I'm getting this award, it's the whole team. And I definitely will get on our little Facebook post and invite everybody. It'd be a good little deal. Yeah. So once again, uh, Sean headed into the All-State Sugar Bowl Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. First member of the undefeated 1998 Tulane team to be elected into this Hall of Fame. And there's some real big names uh, in this Hall of Fame. Marshall Falk, Deuce McAllister, Ed Reed, Archie Manning, Pistol Pete, Reggie Wayne, Morton Anderson, uh, Kerry Kittles, uh, as you see right there. Will Clark, a little baseball flavor nice, there. Little Will nice. Clark in there. So a lot of notable names and uh, Sean the latest. So uh, I, I hope it helps my hockey sweat because uh, <laughs> I need the Minnesota Wild here. <laughs> you're in over. It looks like you're headed to overtime. It's one of those games, too, where it looks like the Dallas is playing with an extra guy. Like, I, they're just stars everywhere. So uh, we're going to talk to Eric Edholm coming up here uh, in about 10 minutes. Uh, he wrote an article about the likely run of wide receivers in the first round. Sean did his breakdown of <coughs> wide receivers earlier this week. Uh, he had six first-round grades, mm -hmm. including Christian Watson from North Dakota State, which was number four? I think it was your fourth. Yes, he's rated four. He's four. behind um, Jameson Williams is one, Drake London is two, and uh, Garrett, Wilson. Garrett Wilson is three. But But like I said – and I've been evaluating the draft for years now, this is probably the most talented overall group of, of wide, wide receivers. receivers that I've seen. And by that I mean 
a guy like Traylon Burks, who I have on my is my sixth receiver, I mean, I would not be surprised if he starts day one, you know, catches 50-plus balls like he's that good. He just reminds me of Debo Samuel. So I think he has to go to a team that has a creative offensive coordinator that will allow him to be utilized, you know, at running back in the slot, outside a receiver, and find ways to get him the ball. But this is a phenomenal class of wide receivers. Well, we've seen actually some movement, which has been interesting, uh, not only in the wide receiver market, as you see right there, now juiced to the over at minus 230 on five and a half receivers. And uh, the place that uh, I bet it was minus 152 yesterday up to minus 270 today. Mm -hmm. But the first wide receiver market has moved a little bit too. And there's been some real buzz about Jamison Williams becoming the first wide receiver selected. So you look at the odds now at DraftKings, Jamison Williams down to three to one. He was around five or six to one in most of these spots. Bet MGM down to three to one. And at Boyd's here in Las Vegas, he's even down to two to one. Same odds as Drake London. So we're going to get into our mock draft later on in the show. We're going to have a couple draft analysts come on the show too. We'll get their thoughts. You know, you're looking at eight, maybe even four. I heard some speculation today. I think it was Todd McShay and Daniel Jeremiah were talking together. And they feel like maybe the Jets at four, they don't get cute, and they just say we're going to pick a wide receiver there. Um, so that's not what I would do. But no, and I wouldn't do that either. And you'll see my mock, and just based off of the drafts that I've read, it seems unlikely. But never know uh, what the Jets would do. But eight at the Falcons feels like that's where the first wide receiver likely will go. And if you're the Falcons, you know you've talked about this. You kind of know what you've got going into this year. It's Marcus Mariota at quarterback. So if you pick Jamison Williams there and he's out till October, that doesn't really hurt you all that much. Well, here's what's really interesting about my mock. And we're just doing the top 10 picks. I'm going to do it from the prism of the actual GM. Yeah. So I'm going to say the GM's name, and then I'm going to talk through how we came to this decision. And just explain if I ran each one of these teams, not just who I would draft, but the why. And it'll be based on what our needs are. It'll be based on what we did in free agency. It'll be based on, in my opinion, what are realistic expectations from a win-loss standpoint for this upcoming season, salary cap implications, all kind of things like that. And I think it'll bring some clarity, you know, to how I think the process should go. Tim is going to try and help you guys make money. If there's some rumors that he's been hearing about who's going to be selected at what slot, that's where his top 10 is going to be based on. But I want to give you guys a little behind-the-curtains look at if Sean King ran the top 10 teams, how he would select, you know, with the first-round selection this year. Yeah, so I think if we're getting a plus 150 on Garrett Wilson, that might be at the point where you, you might have to take a little bit of a, a See, I just think you're gambling with which receiver goes first. I agree. Because the top is so talented. I, I, I guarantee you, Tim, if you looked at if we just could get behind the curtain of each one of the top ten teams, I guarantee their top four, the sequence that they're in, would be different for all ten teams. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And you know, I've heard that Jamison Williams is atop some boards across the league. That's been reported out there. I wouldn't be surprised, but at plus 150, I think it, at, that might be a buy point just a little bit on Garrett Wilson. Wouldn't go crazy, but I, I think Jamison Williams' odds when he was at 6-7-1, to one, thought that was maybe worth a play. Now at 3-1 to one or even 2-1 to one at some spots, uh, it's a little tricky, but we'll learn more about it. 
hear what Eric Edholm has been hearing about the wide receiver class. He had an article up at Yahoo Sports. Recently, we'll talk to him next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Conquer the competition for cash with the Northman Clash on the Ice Challenge. Join two free-to-play pools and compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes with your hockey predictions. Head to DraftKings.com slash The Northman now to join the action. The Northman in theaters April 22nd. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We'll talk some NBA coming up top of the hour with our good friend Jonathan Von Tobel. Uh, get his thoughts on the play-in games tomorrow. Any series plays that maybe he likes uh, before uh, we hopefully hook up here with uh, Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports in just a moment. Uh, Sean, got a little winner here? Yeah, some good news. Minnesota Wild. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. All came through. That is awesome. So now we're simply waiting on, what else do I have left? I have the Blue Jays. And I have the Avs and the on, Dodgers. The, on the puck line. The Avs are up 3-0. I have the Canucks on the puck line. They're up 2-0. I have the Dodgers on the run line. They're up 3-0. There we go. So if everything keeps going as it currently is, it'll be a big night. All right. be a big night. Let's head to uh, the city of Chicago right now and bring in Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports at Eric underscore Edholm on Twitter. Eric, you recently wrote an article uh, about the likely run on wide receivers, and we're starting to see that movement in the betting market. Uh, as I was talking about it earlier today, you know, depending on where you look, minus one fifty-five ish to minus one seventy, and now it's up to minus two fifty or so. Over five and a half receivers expected to go in this first round. So, uh, for the people you have talked to around the league, what makes you believe that there will be? a run of wideouts in the first round. Yeah. And is the number going to be five or six, right? I mean, it could be either. And, and, and there's a scenario though, where I think seven is possible. If one goes a little earlier than expected. So, you know, if there's one in the top 10 somewhere, um, which wouldn't be stunning, but it would be a little bit of a surprise, I guess. A lot of people think 10 could be where the run starts. Certainly Washington right after that, but 
Yeah, the earlier it begins, the more chances there are, obviously, of another wideout going. And a couple of panicky teams could happen. So, yeah, I think a lot of the veteran contracts that were signed this offseason clearly uh, have a, an increased interest in a cheaper con uh, contract that, you know, commands their talent, maybe. You know what's interesting, Eric, and great to talk to you, by the way. This is my guy, man. Me and Eric used to thug for years. <laughs> I, I think the receiver run is attached to what happens with the top edge rushers and those two offensive linemen. Uh huh. Because if there are some defensive players, let's say Kyle Hamilton, Sauce Gardner, you know, somebody takes a swing, you know, on some defenders early and Evan Neal or Akawanu start to fall, or you see Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, I think teams are going to try and trade up to get those guys. But if the top of the draft stays status quo, as most mocks have it, I think that run starts inside the top 10, and I think it really heats up because teams like Green Bay, Kansas City, who more than likely need to add an elite talented wide receiver, they could start getting nervous that the guy that they yeah. want isn't going to be there, and I can see teams starting to try and move up. And, and you know, I think one possible pivot point is six with Carolina. I just feel like, you know, everyone's putting a quarterback to him. I'm not so sure. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they have conviction on anybody. And so, you know, if they go tackle or if they – seek to trade down, maybe they're asking prices in that seat. Like they'll take maybe 75 cents on the dollar to move down, get roughly the same tackle talent, you know, either penning or, or whoever Charles cross, maybe, uh, you know, and, and then pick up a, another selection. They don't have a second or a third. So yeah, I think they're the first team that realistically could be, you know, able to move down and we'll see some activity up there, but yeah, I really think that, once the first receiver or two go, that those panicky teams are going to start saying, we have extra picks. Let's move up. Let's get our guy. We're talking to Eric Edholm from Yahoo, a draft analyst there at Eric underscore Edholm. Uh, check out his most re recent article discussing the likely run of wide receivers. We were just talking about it. Do you have a, a good feel of, of who you think will go first? Because it feels like it's as, as the wind blows. You know, Garrett Wilson, he's healthy, explosive, ready to go. Jamison Williams coming off the ACL tear. But some people, including Sean, believe he's the most talented wide receiver in this draft class. But the injury concerns. And then there's Drake London, who has a ton of production. Also some injury concerns. Uh, who do you think goes off the board first? Yeah, and London's got to work out tomorrow, so we'll find out. You know, is, is he running well? How's he moving? You know, all that stuff. So, you know, there are people like him. There are people like Jameson Williams. Obviously, the injury is going to kind of, you know, change the, the, the timetable on him a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, he runs vertically really well, and, and maybe he doesn't get back all his lateral quickness year one. But, you know, he can still provide value in long term. He might be the best. So, there's a case for him. I mean, I think I think it would be surprising to see either Ohio State guy get by Washington. Mm -hmm. I think that's if Olave's there, they'll take him. If Wilson's there, I think they might take him too. So if I had to guess, maybe they like Olave a little bit better. That's that's reading the tea leaves a little bit, but I think there's at least one receiver taken by 11, maybe two at that point. You know, Eric, I have a question for you. It, it, 
affects the draft, but it's not actually a product of the draft itself. You still have Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield sitting out there on teams that most people feel are trying to move them. Have you heard anything regarding one of those guys that might happen between now and draft day that could change drastically? You know, how some teams approach, specifically Carolina or potentially Atlanta, Seattle, some of these teams that could be in the market for a QB. Yeah, I think a lot of people connected Baker to Seattle initially, and, you know, it's been a little quiet on that front. So maybe they're backburnering it. Maybe they're kind of low playing it a little bit. But maybe Carolina, which was almost kind of ruled out for him initially, people are saying, like, Baker doesn't want to go there and they don't want him. You know, it was it came out fast and it surprised me that that was that quick a development. So I I don't know, maybe that's the kind of thing that both sides could soften on over time. Like, Hey, we need a guy. He wants to prove himself. It would be a clean slate. Yeah. He'd have to battle Darnold, but I mean, that's a possibility. And then, you know, Jimmy is obviously going to come a lot cheaper and a lot easier, but at the same time, he's probably not going to be doing much till June. And, you know, you're hoping by the start of camp. So, you know, there's a big Saturday and injury question with him. I would guess he's plan B, but he's certainly one of the, the big veteran options they have if they don't love Willis Pickett, et cetera. Eric, you said that if Olave or Wilson is available at 11, you could see them going to Washington. I've seen a lot of mocks recently have Washington grabbing Kyle Hamilton at 11. Kyle Hamilton's draft process has been interesting to follow because of the slow 40 time. Uh, I thought Bruce yeah. Feldman's comment or Bruce Feldman's article talking to coaches was, was interesting how they kind of pointed out some weaknesses in Kyle Hamilton's game. Um, and his over under has continued to drop in the betting market. You know, it's, it's down to nine and a half over under where do you see Kyle Hamilton targeted? Is he in store for a little bit of a, a waiting game, you know, come two weeks from today? Could be. Yeah, could be. If he'd have knocked his testing out of the park, they, I don't know that we're having this discussion. We might have a positional discussion like, you know, how important is the safety? Now, that's a fair debate. How does he fit within our scheme? How would we use him best? You know, each conversation in each war room is going to give a little bit of a different grade. But again, had he had killer workouts, I don't think we're really, you know, focused on this big drop or anything like that. So, uh, you know, Jamal Adams is a top six pick. He hasn't, you know, he was traded once and wasn't, you know, necessarily worth the, the price they paid. Other high safeties like Isaiah Simmons is, you know, finding his way in a role. So there's a little bit of suspicion about that position, I think. But to me, he can play as a post safety or as a split field. He can play up in the box. He can cover tight ends. He plays fast. I think he's really good. But finding a spot for him is really, really tricky. It's like, you know, you can make a case for Atlanta at eight. You can make a case for him sliding to 12 at Minnesota. I mean, there's, there's different scenarios. That's a really tough one to project right now. And there's no one team that screams. We're definitely taking that guy. That's why I'm a little kind of leery about the whole situation. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. And that over under keeps falling. Hey, Eric, really appreciate you uh, taking the time as always and continue the great work over at Yahoo. I appreciate it. See you, Sean. See you guys. All right. There he is. Eric at home. Great stuff. Make sure to read out his most recent article and follow him for a lot of great 
draft content. We'll talk some NBA top of the hour with JVT right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 